0: Aloha. What's up, Penn Nation? You're now tuned into yet another edition of BJPenn.com Radio, The Fighter's Voice. This is episode 107. We've got three awesome guests and three great conversations I know you guys are going to enjoy. As always, I'm your host, Jay Kinch. Pleasure to be here with you for each and every episode. And please make sure you guys follow us on social media at BJPenn Radio, at BJPenn.com. We greatly appreciate all your continued support. For this episode, we're going to be joined by former UFC lightweight champion, Bellator champion, Bodog champion, and more than likely soon to be lightweight champion for one championship, the Underground King himself, Eddie Alvarez. We're going to kick things off with Eddie, and then our second guest, it's a first for BJPenn.com radio, really, in that this man is a professional wrestling superstar. First one we've ever had on the show. It was an amazing conversation with him. He is now the president of Combate Americas. And also, with the history of fighting in Japan, mixed martial arts, this man is set to make a return to combat sometime in 2019. Of course, I'm talking about Alberto Del Rio. I had a very long and fascinating conversation with him. I really cannot speak highly enough about the guy. Again, first time having a professional wrestler on the show, and he lived up to the hype, to say the least. And then closing out this episode, current one championship, lightweight king, the landslide himself, Edward foley So another solid episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. Let's jump right into things. BJPenn.com Radio, the fighter's voice. I'm your host, Jay Kinch. Kicking things off for episode 107, the underground king himself, Eddie Alvarez. All right, Penn Nation, please welcome to the show an absolute fan favorite competitor, Long-time MMA veteran who has captivated the hearts and minds of this community for over a decade, the man they call the Underground King, Eddie Alvarez. Very excited to have you on the show, Eddie. Thanks for taking the time to speak with us today. How you doing, man?
1: Excellent. How's
0: it going, brother? Uh, always the same thing, man. The, the, the daily grind, you know how that Dealing
1: with it myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right so listen there's much to discuss but uh before we jump into things man how was your thanksgiving and is the alvarez clan ready for christmas
1: oh hell yeah man um thanksgiving went really well i i'm i i do not believe I'm, I'm i'm fighting for a little while so um you know i i wouldn't like to wait all the way till march but um the good thing is i get to uh enjoy the holidays I have four kids at home. Me and my wife love love the the idea of not having the idea of a fight on our mind and just get to enjoy our holidays and uh, have a good time with the kids.
0: Absolutely, and not to mention, you get to grub out, right? Yeah. <laughs> and and looking ahead to 2019, I mean, as you just mentioned there, there's nothing lined up yet, but it's going to be a new and exciting chapter of your journey in mixed martial arts with one championship. I'd imagine you're very eager to show the Eastern fans what you're all about.
1: Yeah, so so I made a name for myself uh, here in the United States by going to a tournament in Japan and and, uh, representing America in one of the most prestigious tournaments there was, the the Dream Lightweight Grand Prix. At at the time, it had some of the best lightweights all over the world in it. So... um, I represented America in that tournament. I, I went undefeated in the tournament, and uh, I did really well. So um, that's where I sort of made a name for myself. So it would be pretty cool to go back there, um, put on for them fans again. And um, from what I'm hearing, I'm hearing whispers that there's going to be a, um, a network here, here in the United States. So not only will I get to you know appease the Asian fans live, but I'll also... Um, be able to fight uh, in front of, in front of an audience uh, in front of the American audience on TV
0: absolutely and as you mentioned there I know I know you have some history with the with the Japanese fans and and, and competing against the Japanese talent so it, it's kind of like things are coming full circle for you yeah man now having been a champion in pretty much every major promotion that's ever existed and competing all over the world for as long as you have, how much of the decision to sign with one was was based on the opportunity to capture yet another major major title for your trophy case?
1: Yeah, so I mean whenever whenever you're going to um free agency, of course, just like any athlete, you're looking you're looking uh where you're valued the most, uh what team's going to value the most, what promotion's going to value the most and you know, support you, your family and, and everybody. So the, the monetary gain is always, um, always, uh, paramount, but, um, the, the idea of capturing the third belt, um, just excited me. It, um, it was tough, it's tough to be excited, like, uh, I won the Bellator belt, I defended it, I won the Bellator belt twice, I, I was a two-time champion in Bellator, and I went to UFC, and, and I won, I won their world title, um. And that, that's always been a dream of mine. So um, to go to the last major organization and win that world title, it'd make history. No fighter's ever done it. And um, and I'll, I'll be the only fighter to, to you know be as ranked as high as I have in the last 15 years and win every major world title, traveling everywhere, and, and, and be able to achieve all the things I've wanted to do.
0: Absolutely, man. Now, do you feel as though you'll be... Finishing this historic career with the promotion, or are, are we not, you know, closing in on the final chapter of your journey?
1: No, I don't. I, I try not to think about anything like that. Um, right. I financially, um, you know, I, I have I have other businesses, so I let that take care of uh, any any thoughts of retirement and things like that. So financially, I set myself up to, to be ready for it. But as far as um, wrapping my mind around the idea of to stop fighting, I'm um, I'm 35 years young. Uh, um, I've never done enhancements. I've always done things the correct way, so I, I never really been had a serious injury ever during my career. And um, I just think it gave me the longevity it, it did. I'm um, what am I 36 uh, 16 years in the game of fighting. I think the average fight career, maybe eight years or so. So right. I've already doubled it. And um, I, I'm I'm doing feats that now at 35 that I couldn't do at 20. So um, I feel great.
0: And on top of that, as long as the body stays healthy, I mean, the years that you gain in the mind and learning in this sport, I mean, that's paramount. So as long as the body keeps up, you only improve as an athlete and as a martial artist.
1: Yeah, I'm at a, I'm at a point in my life where I, I physically I don't believe there's any ceiling. I mean, when when I set my mind to doing something, by it's done. I there's not there's not anything I can't achieve physically. Um I'm I'm already past that part. Um and I and I, I come to new understandings every single training camp where pushing myself to a certain level and i come to a different understanding every time and learn something new so it's still enjoyable in that way and um you know i'm just looking forward to to a new belt a new promotion new opponents, and um it's, it's it's exciting it's an exciting time
0: absolutely absolutely now when i speak to western athletes who have signed with one championship demetrius johnson brandon vera gary Tonin. The underlying theme that, that that seems to be the same for all of them is that one championship makes the athletes feel at home, appreciated, well taken care of, and most important of all, the company's focused on martial arts and telling the stories of their athletes. You know, staying away from the era of trash talk and controversy that we seem to be in right now. Can the same be said for you? Do you feel the same way as those guys?
1: I do. Um, it's a competitive environment. I... Um... You know, I I, I was a fighter. I was born a a fighter. I I didn't have to uh, learn how to fight. I literally went to a fight gym. I was good um, already. I I felt relaxed in in that environment already. So as far as fighting, uh, it came natural to me. I didn't need to be emotional to get in a fight. I didn't need to curse at a guy or even be mad at him in any way. So, um for me, it was just about the idea of competition against another guy who's trying to push themselves to the limit. And uh, the byproduct of that is both people get better, get, get better, not only as fighters but as human beings. So um, I, I like the fact that they're pushing the martial arts aspect of it. And if you see the promos, um, the promos are meaningful. They're not. They're not uh, two guys trashing each other and beating each other down and saying how much they suck. They're they're meaningful and the fans can learn something from them, and they're inspirational. So um, my story in itself, it's a it's a rocky story in itself, and I think uh, people should d- dive deeper and understand who I am and where I come from. Uh, they can draw a lot of inspiration from, it and I think that's one what what one wants to do.
0: Absolutely, and I think that the you know just the allure of your story, like you're talking about there. Uh, they pretty much have all the promotional stuff that they need and being able to tell that story to the Asian fans is, is, is all the more better for you and broadening that fan base. But Demetrius in particular, you know, he, he had made the point that he feels like he's going to benefit, benefit a great deal from moving. Um, the Eastern fans appreciate the smaller athletes and they appreciate talent, you know, talented athletes who remain humble, both inside and outside of competition. Was that a big part of the appeal for you as well?
1: Yeah, I mean, the understanding of the sport and what it takes, um, it's a little greater there. I mean, I fought there in 2008 and the fans are already really educated on the sport. They understand on top of just getting inside a cage and the carriage it takes, but the conditioning, the ground aspect, the stand up aspect, they, they're a little more well rounded and well knowledgeable than, than fans. In America, just because martial arts been around longer in Asia, um, so the fan the fans really applaud the fight itself, and and you never hear a boo. I, I've I've never heard a boo anytime I've been out in Asia. They just simply don't boo. They respect the competitors uh, for their carriage, for for getting inside the cage and giving it their all. So. Um, not, not that uh, a part of sports is about cheering on a team, and I understand that aspect of it. But uh, you know, it's already a lot getting in there. You just want to feel appreciated for uh, for the amount of effort you put in, and and you definitely feel that way when they're out there.
0: Absolutely, they appreciate that that old school Bushido code of uh, you know you're going in there to compete and go to war with each other. But there's a ton of mutual respect after that final bell, and and the fans certainly uh, certainly feel that same way. Of course, as you mentioned before, though, there's always the financial side of things, the opportunity to uh, really expand your fan base, um, as I mentioned, you know, uh, in the world of, uh, of martial arts, where it derives, like you were talking about, as you said, you've always had a big following in Japan, but you must be pretty, uh, pretty stoked for all the exposure in the rest of those Asian markets, right?
1: Yeah, so we didn't know what was possible because we've, we've been under the Reebok deal, for the past four or five years, so right um, sponsors was a tough thing to be able to get, but almost immediately we're sitting down with some pretty large names and talking about some pretty large numbers uh, about sponsorship and things of that. So even even outside of one uh, one um, making an offer that that you know beat beat what um. In America, you know, beat one of the largest, larger organizations here in America and UFC. They beat out their offer, but the, um, the monetary gain as far as sponsors and freedom and owning certain rights to your own, um, are definitely just the icing on the cake, you know, being able to go out there and, um, have your own sponsors and have things in your own image and your own liking, uh, it's just, uh, it's just a plus.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think that people don't really recognize the kind of landmark distribution deals that One Championship has has already put together. I mean, the 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 kind of companies, the size companies that are already behind them in Asia. Obviously, American fans, uh, we haven't even heard of any of these companies, but they're doing some really big things over there.
1: They are. Um, the The amount of viewers they get is incredible. Um, it's just a different. Different country and the amount of people involved, the amount of people watching um, is is nuts. And they're it's all free. That's the thing; they're not paying for anything. So I believe they're using the same business plan as Facebook. Where when Facebook first came out, they were up in the air about whether people should pay for it or not. And um, and I, I think it was uh, Mark Zuckerberg who said, you know, well, well, people, if you if you have to pay for it, then it isn't cool anymore. You know what I mean? So um, they definitely want to make it cool. They want to make it free. They want to make it accessible for anyone in the world to watch at any time. So um, knowing that my fight, that there's literally no excuse for a fan that a fan can make up to not tune in, that it's absolutely free and and anybody has access to it, uh, that makes me smile.
0: Right, and then on top of that, like you talked about earlier, we're on the cusp of them landing a network deal for the U.S. as well. So, I mean, anytime Eddie Alvarez steps into competition with one championship, anybody across the globe will be able to watch you compete.
1: Yeah, I and that, that was another factor going to one. Um, I started to ask myself, like, I, I fought all over. I fought in Dream, Bellator, MFC, Bodog, UFC. I fought for every major organization. And, um,. There comes a time where people, um, no matter what network you're on, after you, um, after your fans are your fans, they'll literally follow you anywhere if you fight. And right. I know that from my own perspective because there's just certain guys that if they're fighting, I'm going to know and I'm going to watch. You know what I mean? They, I, I'm just a fan of them. I enjoy watching them fight. I don't care where it is. I just enjoy them expressing themselves inside a cage. So um, I I truly believe that I have enough fans and and have enough eyeballs that um, I I think fans know what I bring to the table. It's very consistent, and uh, I'm going to go inside that cage, and no matter who's in front of me, it's going to be a good time.
0: Right, so it's kind of like the duality there, right? You're going to bring all of your fans – western fans in particular over to this new promotion and on top of that you get that exposure to all of those asian fans as well uh but i'm wondering what was the initial conversation like between you and chachri uh did you guys click immediately i think that most guys seem to say, to share the same values that that chachri does in regards to martial arts as a whole
1: so chachri just in the way he speaks you know chachri has been a fighter his uh you know he's he's a lifelong martial artist he studies under henzo Gracie so yeah first and foremost um fighters respect other fighters right. just because they un- they understand the journey that you're on and the ups and downs that happen so there's an empathy involved and um it's hard to find a promoter who has that same kind of empathy and so um it it's been it's been a um a breath of fresh air dealing dealing with him on a personal level and, and on a business level, um, he just kind of gets it. But um, you know, me myself, you know, he was he had a mutual friend in Henzo Gracie, so I just called Henzo and I you know I I knew Henzo my my whole career almost. So um, I called him up and you know he gave me validation you know because we we me and Chatury only knew each other for a few weeks. And uh, he gave me more validation to let me know, like, uh, the kind of people that we're dealing with, that uh, they're they're a man of their word, and, and uh, they're highly successful people. So um, I'm excited to be in, involved with one and um, taking it to the next level.
0: Right. I mean, when a guy like Enzo gives a, the seal of approval, you kind of just got to go with that, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. There's, I mean, there's just certain people there that... Uh, Their word is everything, and uh, Enzo's one of them guys, you know. uh, For sure. He's about as credible as it gets, and uh, if he says jump, you should probably jump.
0: Yeah, as high as you can for that matter. (laughs) Yeah. So it was announced that you'll be participating in the the lightweight Grand Prix, Uh, lightweight in one being 170 pounds. Uh, They have a really interesting approach to weight cutting with the hydration testing, And I think at the end of the day, the company is really looking out for you guys, your best interests. That being said, tell us about the decision to compete at 170. Was it strictly about the hydration testing for you?
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, uh, look, what goes on fight week is a little bit silly. If everybody everybody just agreed that we're not going to deplete ourselves of water then every lightweight in the UFC, Bellator, and anybody else who does it, they're going to end up fighting at 170. Because all the top five guys uh, go into fight week um, on Tuesday anywhere from around 170 to 176. And they all have to get the 155 by Friday. So that that's the process that goes on. It's basically... You got a sponge, it's completely full, and you wring it out until there's nothing left, and then you fight the following day after you absorb as much water as you can. The process is silly. It, uh, when you think about it in the entirety, it's silly. That if everyone would just agree, we're going to go into fight week, and we're going to agree that um, we have to pass the hydration, then any everybody would end up just fighting at uh one sixty nine one seventy anyway. So the the idea of just depleting yourselves of water, you're just kind of you're ruining your own performance and the performance that you're about to give the fans. You know what I mean? So it, it does not. It's it's detrimental at that point, and it's a the suffering that goes on between Tuesday and Friday. It's just unnecessary and not needed. Yeah. They're right. All the lightweight
0: Right and, and what it takes away from your performance uh, you know not to mention whatever kind of diminishing returns you're getting on your body long term as well I mean when you see this company doing this hydration thing it's revolutionary to say the least right should should everybody follow suit in your opinion
1: I I kind of do I, I don't know what's exactly right but I think um I think as long as the, uh the, this seems like the the best way I've seen yet you're going to have to pass Two hydration tests, one, one Wednesday, one Thursday, and then uh, and as long as you pass them, you're good to go to fight on uh, Saturday. Right. So I don't I don't know if I've seen anything so far that um that's better and and safer for the fighters.
0: So you feel as though you're going to be able to able you're going to be able to go out there and perform. At a higher level, w- without cutting all that weight and dehydrating yourself, this is going to be possibly the best Eddie Alvarez we've ever seen.
1: Absolutely, That's, that I mean, the facts are the fact that even if you're a small percentage of dehydrated, um, the performance level on a high on a high level athlete diminishes like fifty percent, even at the smallest level. Right. So to be fully hydrated, to have your muscles contracting the way they're supposed to, to have your mind nice and sharp, your brain fully hydrated. Um, It just makes for a better show for the promoter. It it makes for a better mindset for the fighter. And then it's more entertainment for the fans. It's a win-win for everyone.
0: I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. So has there been a target date set for this debut? I'd imagine that, like everybody else I talked to, you're probably eyeing that card in Japan in March.
1: Yeah, so they want to have a coming out party in Tokyo, I believe. And so we're going to be in Japan. Um, I don't know if it's Tokyo, but I know I know it's in Japan, and it's going to be in March, the end of March. Um, that'll be the first round of the tournament, I believe.
0: Awesome. Now, as far as opponents go, I'm wondering: Have you paid much attention to the roster? Does anybody stand out for you as a as a fun or uh, you know a potential fun matchup, a challenging matchup? Shinye Aoki immediately comes to mind for me. I'd imagine you'd love uh, to compete against him again.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, there's a number of fighters in the division. There's actually guys I feel like are uh, harder and better matchups than Shinya, but um, I'd imagine that if Aoki keeps winning that we're going to cross paths, but uh, I'm looking forward to everyone. Um, I, I, I've always been of the mind that... Um, just because someone is more popular doesn't make them a better fighter. So, um, in this case, I mean, back then I've always been the least, the the lesser popular guy. But in my heart, I knew that that I could be the best in the world anywhere. So, um, I'm sure there's guys just like that here that are very unpopular and very good at fighting, and I'm looking forward to running into them.
0: Now, I spoke to the current champ, uh, Edward folong Yang, last night. He was very excited at the idea of possibly facing you, and he said that you were likely the favorite to win the Grand Prix. What's your response to that, and are you uh, familiar with Edward's career at all?
1: Yeah, he's been doing well. Uh, he's a tough fighter. Yeah, exciting to watch. Um, very good conditioning. I, I've, I've watched a number of, of the guys, and... Um, I feel very good about my chances uh, uh, of beating everyone in, in the tournament. I'm a tournament fighter, so um, I, I'm not so worried about the uh, the opponents, and I never am. It's more about me coming out at my best come March and um, and competing at my highest level. When I do that, I can beat any lightweight in the world uh, on any on any night. I, I know that about myself, and. Um, just come March, I just want to be the best version of myself possible, and um, fans will see.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I know I'm, I'm getting excited just at the prospect of you competing without any dehydration issues, but uh, to, to, speak, to, to stay with potential opponents here for a second, Gary Tonin had also expressed some interest in competing against you uh, when he moves back up to 170. Completely respectful, of course, given that you guys both come from the same lineage of uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but... Would you entertain the idea of fighting Gary after uh, he's put a few more wins under his belt?
1: Uh, who, whoever one tells me to fight. I'll fight. I have no. Um, I li- I literally have no, preference. Uh I'm 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 here for one reason, and that's to get the one championship world title. Um, I don't care who's in my path or who's in the way. I'll get that belt. Uh, uh, and, uh, and I would have achieved Every single belt from every major organization That's what my eye's on Now my eye's just on that gold And um Whoever's in the path of that God bless them
0: <laughs> So obviously you know the financial gains The the ability to have sponsorships All of that played a big factor The values of the company as well But uh It sounds to me like this is really about legacy for you
1: 100% Yeah man um it's it's just about you know me setting goals and, and going after them and achieving them one by one and um, I never really the goal has always been to beat the guy in front of me um, I never hyped up the guy in front of me he's simply a person when I call my best self I, 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 you can you got one can line them up and I'll, and I'll knock them down um, I'll be one track minded I'll have complete blinders on. When I enter a tournament, it's mostly about me just bringing it and uh, bringing it at a real high pace and getting in my opponent's faces, and um, most of the time they fall. All
0: right, listen, Eddie, you've been more than generous with your time. I just got a couple more questions here for you. Uh, one of them, completely off topic here, I know you're a big boxing fan. What did you make of the Wilder, uh, the Wilder Fury fight, and what was your reaction to the draw?
1: Uh, I was the the same the same as Canelo Gennady. Um, I I would it it doesn't surprise me no bit. This is boxing. Um, it's boxing is like WWE WWE wrestling. Uh, the 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 outcome of the fight is already scripted. It's already it's already made before the fight happens, and um when the money side doesn't win in a boxing fight, they call it a draw. That's, I mean, that, that's just what happens. So, um, Deonte's the money side. They want him to win. They need him to win. He needs to be the next, uh, American dream. He lost. And, um, that's the truth of what happened. He lost. Right. Um, and, uh, to and and the judge that gave it to him, I mean, geez, um, the fact that that judge even still has a job is incredible. But um, it's a sad, you know, it's becoming a sad sport. I I I, I love to watch boxing. I I, I love to train boxing. Um, I believe striking-wise, boxing is the best um, martial art that you could have for a fight. But um. When two guys can't have a, a, an outcome with integrity, uh, and that's always questioned, it's sad. It's sad. It's it's. I mean, it's fucking terrible. I mean, the guy <laughs> won the fight. The guy what he he won the fight, and and uh, because he's not the money side, he uh, he gets a draw. It's, it's a sad, sad thing to see.
0: Yeah, man, I, I I agree. I was watching it live. I said to my buddy, as soon as they as soon as they called the draw, I said, man, this is exactly like Triple G and Canelo. Uh, did you see Teddy Atlas's response to all this? He, he went off, man.
1: Yeah, it was exactly what it should be, and I'm I'm proud of Teddy for standing up for what he believes in and not not being politically correct about it, even though he's an announcer on that network. You know what I mean? It's incredible. That he, that he'll, he'll say what he's going to say regardless.
0: Right. It's yeah. Sad,
1: I it's, so, it's so fucking sorry. It's, it's the end. You know what I mean?
0: Right. You I know, know.
1: You know, it's the, you know, it's the end when, when, uh, you know, the the minute it's so see through now, it's like, um, it's not even questionable. Like I can, I like the bet boxing cause I, I can pick the winners. You know what I mean? I, I know, I know. Who's going to win before the fight ends? So, like, I love betting boxing. It's the easiest thing to bet on on, in anything, any sports gambling, boxing is the easiest thing to bet.
0: (laughs) You know what, man? You make a great point. We just, I live in Rhode Island, and they just opened up sports betting here. Uh, We're the first state in New England to have it. And now that you say that, dude, next time I see whoever whoever the money side is of the fight, you're right. I'm probably going to bet on a draw even if I think the guy's going to lose. So that's a great point you make there. Uh, but you're right. It it, it is sad. If,
1: if, go ahead. Go ahead and look at my Twitter. the the night The night of the Canelo fight, or the night before. L- look at my prediction. You're gonna and and I put serious money down that fight, and I won. And you're gonna see my prediction, and you're gonna laugh because <laughs> my prediction was Gennady Golovkin is going to win, and um they're either going to give the fight to Canelo or call it a draw again. Yeah. And what what happened? One judge said draw, and next judge said Canelo. <laughs>
0: yep, it's a damn shame, man. Like you said, no integrity left. And, and you know, when you think about it, th- this fight, Deontay and Fury, that was supposed to be the great hope of the heavyweight division again, and here we are, everybody's left with a bad taste in their mouth, so... It is a damn shame, but, you know, being a Philly native, boxing, be, you know, being a scrapper, all that's in your blood, man. You must be pumped to bring some of that flair over to Asia in 2019. That's got to be, you know, the, the the biggest setback of Asian competitors, right? I, I I mean, like, plenty of great kickboxers out there, but not many well-versed in the sweet science. Uh, no, no, it's not, it's
1: not huge out there. and. Even uh, wrestling, for the most part, um, I think, lacked a little bit, too. So, um, you know, I'm looking to bring, definitely bring a different flair. They they love Philadelphia out there. They love Rocky. Um, <laughs> so um, I'm looking forward to bringing that.
0: Now, uh, in conclusion, man, for, for the army of diehard fans that you have out there that can't wait to see you get back into action, what can they expect from the Underground King in 2019?
1: Um. You know, I, uh, I'm excited to get back in there and just be, be my old self, get inside a cage and, and, uh, just be super unpredictable, get my opponent's faces and, and, and leave leave it up, leave it up to the fight God to, to decide the winner. Um, I've always done things that way. I, this sport, this sport's full of uncertainty and, um, I've learned to, to appreciate the uncertainty and, um. Yeah, I guess go along with it, not not fight it, and uh, I, I just like to be relaxed in there, be my true self, and go after my opponents very very viciously. And uh, you know, I appreciate the, the 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 following and the support that I've always got from them. And uh, let let's do it. Let's go get this. Uh, let's go get this world title.
0: All right, listen, man. It was an absolute pleasure to speak with you today, Eddie. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I have greatly appreciate the time and and I hope we can catch up again in the future but before we let you go man anything you think we missed any shout outs sponsor plugs the floor is yours brother
1: no no we're all good man we don't we don't we don't we don't have anything um we don't have anything just yet
0: okay no problem all right man we're looking forward to what the future has in store and all the continued success for you have a great holiday and good health to you and your family man thank you all right brother First time speaking with Eddie, not only a consummate professional and an absolute fan favorite when it comes to the sport of mixed martial arts, but a really cool guy as well and humble. You heard him talk about it. He's confident in his skills. He's happy to not have to engage in the trash talk any longer now that he's with one championship. He's ready to focus on being the best mixed martial artist that he can win this tournament and eventually win that title. But let's keep it moving, like we always do. BJPenn.com Radio, The Fighter's Voice, coming up next. Former WWE Champion, Mixed Martial Artist, Combate Americas, President, Returning to MMA, Alberto Del Rio. All right, Penn Nation, please welcome to the show, former WWE Champion, mma competitor and now mma executive alberto rodriguez or as many of you may know him alberto del rio thanks for joining us today man how are you doing
2: i'm good my friend thank you for having me it's my pleasure to be here man
0: hey our pleasure as well my friend uh real quick before we jump into things i saw that you were uh recently naturalized as an american uh citizen is that correct
2: yes sir that happened um four months ago and uh, to be honest it, it was amazing i had uh, i also had the opportunity to be the guest speaker for that uh for that ceremony and um and it's just amazing you know i'm, I'm proud of uh, of the place i was born i'm proud of being mexican but i'm also proud of being american these days um this country has offered me absolutely everything they gave me this country gave me the opportunity to accomplish my dreams and become than the men I always wanted to be.
0: Absolutely, man. It's, it is the land of opportunity. I just want to say congratulations on that. I know it's not an easy task.
2: No, it's not. And, and thank you. Thank you so much. I actually, just, just uh, 30 minutes ago, I had the opportunity to to, to have a, a meet and greet conference, uh, uh, um, motivational speech with, uh, with um, students from uh, Fresno College. And uh, it was fantastic. I was just telling them all about it and, um, and and about the opportunities that this amazing country has to offer. And I was telling them to, to see, watch, and seize those opportunities that, that they're going to be having just because that's that's what this country do for, for their citizens. They, they they have many opportunities that we don't have in other
0: places. Yeah, that kind of philant- uh, philanthropy work, that, that never ends, right?
2: Yes, no, definitely. You know, I, I do a lot of stuff down there in Mexico, down uh, down there in San Antonio, Texas, which uh, which is a place where I live. I do a lot of stuff with the Salvation Army, and these days with Combat the Americas, we're we're giving back to the community. We we started doing this um, in uh, uh, just just this week here in Fresno, California. We we also went to to a wrestling academy where we we, we held a uh, a seminar for kids. Um, kids with uh, uh, we, we didn't charge them a dime they didn't pay for anything and this is something we're going to start doing every single time we do events with Combat Americans we had like 40 kids yesterday having fun with us learning about the sport and uh, I mean hopefully one day we're going to have uh, one of those kids is going to be the next national champion the next Olympic champion, we'll see yeah that,
0: that that's very interesting that's something I'd like to get to in a moment because it, it kind of reminds me of the uh... The uh, community outreach that one championship is doing over in Asia, but there's obviously much to discuss and and to be honest with you This would be my first interview with a WWE superstar like yourself So I figured we should start with your background for all of our listeners who don't follow professional wrestling as, as closely as they might have when they were younger You've wrestled all over the world. You've actually competed in MMA quite a bit as well Break it all down for us
2: Yes, yeah, well, actually, I started uh, with amateur wrestling when I was eight years old. Um, that was uh, that was in Mexico. I was born in San Luis Potosi, Mexico, but we, my family, moved to Mexico City when I was seven years old, and that's when I started practicing um, wrestling, uh, amateur wrestling. I had the opportunity to become. Um, national champion at that young age and I, re- I became part of the national team when I, at, at, at the same age at 8 years old and then I continued competing for many years was um, was a national champion uh, Pan American Central American champion and and I competed all over the world representing my, my 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 country Mexico and then then I became a, a pro wrestler I started in Mexico I started in Mexico alongside with my dad I uh, I I think I was uh, one, two, like two years in pro wrestling when, when, uh, when I got the opportunity to go to Japan for an MMA fight. That was my first fight, and uh, that was in 2000, 2001. Uh, Mister Saeki, who was uh, the promoter, the owner of uh, the company called Deep at the time. I don't right. even know if they're still in business. I think they are, but uh, I mean, he was the first one giving me an opportunity to fight back then when I started and in, in MMA. I was uh, when I was doing uh, pro wrestling shows. I was making like like seventy five, a hundred dollars per per match per right. wrestling match, and I would I would take boss rides for 10, 12 hours to do those seventy five, a hundred thousand dollars, a hundred dollars, sorry, not thousand, a hundred dollars per match, and then this. This uh, person, Mr. Saeki, came and offered me um, fifteen thousand dollars to fight, and, uh, and I was like, "Why are you gonna pay me fifteen thousand dollars to go to Japan and and fight?" Um, just man, tell me where where to sign. I'll do it right, right. now. <laughs> and then, then I, um, you know, I, um, I I went to Japan. I I got my first victory in MMA. It was uh, I made a big a big splash. So. Cause I ended up winning that fight in the first two minutes uh, with a with a with a German suplex, um, and and the, when when the Japanese fighter was trying to defend that German suplex, um, he ended up like like breaking his arm or, or the the movement that we, we that that I did or the the way I threw the, the Japanese fighter ended up breaking his arm into into pieces, and and of course that shocked the. Uh, the, the pro wrestling world, the MMA world in Japan, because...
0: Right, that's quite the it, debut.
2: Yeah, it was an amazing debut, and especially coming from a, from a pro wrestling uh, family, uh, one of the most important pro wrestling families in the business, uh, made made um, WWE turn their, 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 their eyes on me, and uh, that's when I got the call from WWE. And uh, I joined the company. I started in uh, Florida with them, and after three months in their developmental center, I made my big debut here in California as well. It was actually here in California. We're in Fresno. We are like an hour away, I think, from uh, Bakersfield, California, which is where I, where I did my debut. And in pro wrestling in WWE, I I won absolutely everything you have to win in the sport. Pan America uh, sorry, uh, Royal Rumble champion, Money in the Bank champion, four time. Uh, world world heavyweight champion, and I mean U.S. champion, and everything, everything you have to win.
0: Right, <laughs> the, the accolades are endless. Sport.
2: Yes. <laughs>
0: now, now, based on what I've read, you've jumped around quite a lot, not only in in wrestling but MMA as well. Uh, you've also had a plethora of ring names and personas. Would you say that you're more of an opportunist, or you just prefer to mix things up?
2: Well, no, I mean, it's just, I, I mean, I will call it life. You know, life, life was, opportun- was presented me these opportunities, like I was telling you.
0: Right. I
2: always wanted to be a pro wrestler. That was my dream since I was a little kid. I'm also an architect. I went to school to be an architect. I, I graduated with honors in uh, Mexico. And, uh, but, uh, but pro wrestling has always been my love, my passion. Just uh, the MMA, my MMA career started because, because, i was hungry i needed the money i wanted to i wanted to make money and and since i was i had my my amateur wrestling background and i i I saw i saw many uh amateur wrestlers fighting in japan and and i said to myself hey you know what let's do it right amateur wrestling was the worst
0: thing right i was gonna say amateur wrestling of course being the uh the best base for mixed martial arts
2: Yes, exactly. I mean, exactly. So I was like, "What's the worst thing that can happen? They, they kick my ass." I mean, well, they kick my ass, and I'm still gonna get paid.
0: Yeah. And if
2: I kick someone's ass, I'm still gonna get paid. And now I, I might have the opportunity to to get that same amount of money, or even more, for the second fight. And that's how it happened. And then I did, uh, I did, I did 11 MMA fights. And, and after my last fight in uh, in Japan for for Pride. Um, is when uh, when uh, when these guys call me and they gave me the opportunity to come to the United States, and of course, I said yes, right? Uh, I, I had that opportunity, I seized that opp- I saw it, and I seized that opportunity. Well, the rest is history,
0: right? Now, I'd imagine that the competing in wrestling in Japan, based on the, the story you're telling, that's what led you over into mixed martial arts, correct?
2: That put me over in my mixed martial arts. After that first victory, is that what you said?
0: Well, I'm I'm asking. So it, you competed in wrestling in Japan, and then they saw a potential in you to compete in mixed martial arts, or you were still competing in pro wrestling in Mexico at that time?
2: Yeah, no, no, no. I was still I was still doing pro wrestling shows. I mean, I uh, it wasn't until after my second fight when uh, when I decided to stop doing pro wrestling for a while because you know, as you know, and many other people knows, uh, you, you when, when you Pursue the MMA an MMA career. You have to focus on that. Absolutely. I mean, you you cannot have distractions. There's no way you can be like doing pro wrestling shows and then getting up the next day to to train at six in the morning and then train again at two and then train again at eight.
0: Right, right.
2: Uh, so I, I, I. I decided to, to stop doing pro wrestling shows, and I moved from Mexico to Laguna Niguel, California, where where Marco, who was the MMA legend, was living at the time, and I started training in his academy, and then I started just fighting. And I, 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 only, I only fight... Um, I decided to be just uh, fighting in MMA, and I did that for two years, I think, uh, until I decided to... To go back and uh, into the the pro wrestling world.
0: Interesting. So you were under the tutelage of the legendary Marco Huas.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I had the opportunity to to train with him. It was uh, uh, after my second fight. He saw me and he said, "Hey, man, you are you're you're a fantastic wrestler. You're, I mean, your wrestling is amazing." Then we started talking and he said, uh, "Hey, I mean, if you really want to take this seriously, you should come and and train with me." He was fantastic to me. Like, I mean, he was. Yes, I did pay something, but it was like like nothing. You know, I think he was just I don't know too to cover something, right. <laughs> his insurance, or, I don't know, he didn't, he didn't really charge me, um, that much, or, uh, he barely charged me, to train me, and, uh, to me, it was an honor to be part of his team, be training with someone like him, because he's, he's not just an amazing legend, an amazing fighter, he's an amazing human being.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, like I said, one of, you know, one of the biggest names in the sport, if you follow the sport for, for quite some time i mean the, the, just the leg kicks alone the the, the, the yes, guy was yes. <laughs> the guy was known for yes. a lot but in particular the leg kicks now i think yeah, a lot I know, of, I know i think a lot of people would be surprised to know that you actually fought in pride as you mentioned against mirko Krokop, uh Kaz- kazuhiro nakamura in 04 as well but let's fast forward to now you've been involved in the most successful latin mma promotion around combate americas tell us how you ended up there
2: yeah, I mean that's something that makes me really happy to be part of this amazing company. is It's just incredible because uh, we're doing fantastic things. The company has grown in an amazing way. We are creating our talent. We are taking this talent to the place where they need to be. And uh, and you know, for me, being Mexican, being Latin is amazing to to be in a company where we. Pushed uh, Latin talent, where the 70 percent I would say of our talent is from Latin America. I mean that doesn't mean we don't take fighters from other nationalities. As long as they have the talent, as lo- as lo- as long as they have the passion, they have a they have a spot in this company. And um, the, the 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 reason why I ended up here is because when I met my boss and, and friend Campbell mclaren the owner of Combat Americas and one of the founders of the UFC um when we met he wanted me to fight for combat Americas. that's when he was starting the company and uh he 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 threw a big number a good number out there for me so so i started thinking about it but uh but but when that happened i was already a a wwe champion and and i was already making good money and having a good life and everything and and i told hey, you know what um let me let me go back and and uh, let me go back to the gym to be in, in fighting shape, because as you know, and many people knows, there's a big difference between being in shape and being in fighting shape, so you can look good, but that doesn't mean that you can, you can fight, Absolutely. You, can be lo- <laughs> you can look like a million dollars, but that doesn't mean shit,
0: right. in the sport,
2: <laughs> like, uh, so I went back to get back, I went to the gym to get back in fighting shape and after two after two weeks training i remember myself doing sparring with um um with with somebody at uh, at the james lake has gym in san antonio and um i also remember my little boy just sitting in the corner and asking me when hey daddy when do we go home when we when do we get to go home i want to go home and i was just like hey one more round one more round and suddenly i just i removed my boxing gloves and i i i i I pulled a um a Roberto manos de piedra Duran out there and said, "Hey, no más. I said, I, I, "I don't, I don't, I don't feel it, and if I don't feel it, uh, it's not gonna work." So I called Camel and I told him, "Hey, hey, Camel, thank you so much for the opportunity, but I, I guess I'm not hungry anymore for 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 MMA. Uh, I tried it. I'm sorry, um, sorry for making you waste your time, but no, I, I I don't I don't think I can fight for you." Then, and then he, then Campbell said, "Hey, uh, thank you, thank you for your honesty. I'm pretty sure I will find a, a, a place for you in this comp in this company, in my company, because I want you to help me uh, find talent and take Latin talent to, to the place where they need to be." And then uh, a year after, he did call me and he he, he 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 presented me where the company was at the time. And where he wanted to take the company, and then, well, the rest is history. I'm part of the Combate Americas familia. These days, and I'm saying this from the heart, pro wrestling has will will always be the love of my life. But I can say that these days I, I divorced from uh, from uh, from uh, from, uh, from pro wrestling, and I remarried with uh, with MMA, specifically with Combate Americas.
0: Now, you mentioned a lot there, but obviously Campbell McLaren, like you said, one of the founders of the UFC, and quite quite frankly, a brilliant man in the sport, uh, involved in promotion. You couldn't really ask for a better boss, right?
2: No, I mean, he's, he's, he's more my friend than my boss. He's a fantastic man. I can tell you this. I have worked for, for big organizations around the world, and uh, uh, but there's something special about Combat America. So, uh, the people that knows Alberto Del Rio, they know I'm not a bullshit. Um, uh, I always say what I think. Uh, sometimes I have I, I've got myself in trouble for saying what I think, <laughs> but, but that 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 that, was, that didn't stop me before it's not going to stop me now. And um, in this company, like when you come to work, you 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 have a big smile in your face. I used to work in many other places, and I will get up in the, uh, early in the morning to take my flight, and I will be seated on the edge of the bed. Thinking, oh my God, I gotta go to fucking work again. <laughs> and then this company, I, I promise you, I get excited about what's coming. I just, I, I, I do what I love. I want to, uh, the other day, my boss said uh, something pretty cool i don't know if he came up with it or he he read it somewhere but he said um when you love what you do you don't work a day of your life and that's the way i feel right now i love what i do i love what we're doing in combat to the mission that we have in and, uh, and the place where the company is going
0: yeah I, I couldn't agree with you more i know that's a that's a long time adage or, or saying that you do what you love and, and you never work a day in your life but i feel like you bring an invaluable. Promotional skill to, to the table, considering your background. What has your experience been like for you so far? Uh, you know, and, and what would you say makes you unique as an executive in a brand of MMA?
2: Well, I can also. It, it, it's it's for many reasons. Uh, um, we we are we are um, pushing Latin talent, Mexican talent, and uh, and for for all those most of those Latin Mexican young fighters, they know who I am. They, they have seen me through the years and um, I became a role model for them about, about uh, success, about success, about uh, people coming into this amazing country and working hard and, and accomplishing their dreams. So I think that was the first the, the, the first, and probably the main reason why my, my, my good friend and boss, Carmen McLaren, invited me to be part of Combat Americas. And also because he knows the value these days uh when it comes to the entertainment entertainment part of the business like these days we're not just we're not just fighters you cannot just be a fighter you need to know how to sell the fight sell yourself because if you sell yourself and you sell the fight in the right way you can make millions you can make a lot of money to yourself and the company so that's all that's another aspect that we we, we are we, we have been working with these athletes with these fighters we I'm helping them to develop that personality to bring that personality that they have out there, because uh, you know we we, we know we, we know this. We 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 have Conor McGregor, Ronda Rousey, Brock Lesnar. Those guys with a with a with a big personality. People that there are not just good fighters, great fighters, but they, they also are showmen, show show woman. They know how to how to sell a fight. And they know that the, the, what you can get if if you are not just an amazing fighter, but also someone that can draw people and put people in those seats or buy in pay-per-views.
0: Right, absolutely. I mean, as you've seen, we've, we've kind of transitioned from the old guard of MMA, and we kind of are in that, I, I want to say, kind of pro-wrestling era in regards to promotion for the sport of mixed martial arts. So again, a guy like yourself coming into the position that you're in with Combat Combate America's you bring a lot to the table in regards to building this talent, and obviously there's a ton of eager guys and gals to pull from Latin America, right?
2: Yes, I mean we have a lot of fighters that um, they never they never had the opportunity that they have it right now with Combat Americas. They tried, they tried, but for whatever reason, some of them didn't. They just didn't have the talent to make it in other companies. And, or in the sport, forget about other companies in the sport, but some others were not just, they were just not getting the opportunity that they needed or they, they deserve for, for whatever reason. Um, but here, here we are giving those um, those guys that never had an opportunity anywhere else. That were knocking doors, but that door never opened for them. We're opening the door for them. We're we doing tryouts everywhere we go, and we're picking the best fighters in Latin America. And little by little, we have created some something amazing. Our numbers are fantastic. Like like when in numbers, we are just right behind the UFC. We are the most seen MMA company. Uh, in, um in uh, in in Spanish around the world and that I know I know that the, the 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 language we speak here in America it's English but you know we we, we we do better numbers when it comes to the broadcasting in Spanish than the big companies or the biggest company UFC we do the same in Spain and uh, we do it uh, like in, in numbers. We're crushing any any other company in 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 Mexico, and you know this is something that uh, that I like uh, that I always like to share. When we when uh, when I started working in this position uh, with Combat Americas, uh, I was just throwing some some uh, well, something out there for the media, and I said, "Oh, we will." we will have better numbers than UFC here in Mexico, in my country, in less than a year. And, you know, I mean, I'm really happy to say this because we ended up really doing that after six months. Our numbers are fantastic. And it's just because we have an amazing group of people behind behind the scenes working for this company. And we have amazing fighters giving giving absolutely everything inside the cage for us.
0: Now, that's, that's a really important thing that you're mentioning there. I mean, you go anywhere, right? The UFC tries to break into china or any new market it's all about the homegrown talent people from these countries want to see their own heroes right so that's that's kind of what separates you guys but i'm wondering you know aside from the obvious focus on latino athletes what separates you guys as a promotion from the ufc in general i guess uh
2: can you please uh, say that again i'm sorry um my phone was breaking
0: up no 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 problem no problem Obviously, you're focusing on Latino athletes, but I'm wondering what separates you guys from the UFC in regards to uh, you know being a promotion. What are you guys doing differently that that the other guys aren't?
2: Uh, I mean, uh, the, the, the the sport uh, has been invented already. We're just like trying to do certain things a little bit different than than what they the way they do it in other companies. We're taking um, fighters that started as boxers. And then they made the transition into grappling, wrestling, and jiu-jitsu. Uh, when in other companies, they do it the other way around, right? They, you, you got the, the grapplers, the wrestlers learning how to box. So that's the reason we have more more knockouts here. Um, we have the highest average when it comes to knockouts and submissions out there. Uh, we also, because our, our, um, our cage, our howla, it's rounded. There's no corners, and as you know, when you don't have corners, you have less room to run or to, or to, or to, um, to yeah, to to be running inside the cage, and uh, and that brings more action. That brings more, 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 more action, um, and and that brings a, a a different aspect, a different value for the fights. Uh, we we also working looking at a market that was. That it was uh, looked down by another companies, as we know, Brazil has always been one of the, the, the top countries for MMA, or the top the, the, the top uh, the, the number one country for MMA, uh, alongside with uh, with the United States. But we are focusing in those countries where they uh, they never the, the other organizations never never wanted to work or never worked with those athletes.
0: So what's the plan for expansion of the brand? You know, I know you're saying that you guys have one of the best broadcast deals in place for uh, the Latin speaking community, but what are the plans for expansion? Are you guys looking to maybe break a bit more into South America, into the United States? What's the plan for the future?
2: Well, we we're we're uh, we're walking before running, but we I think we are doing it in the right way. These days, um, we we have our uh, our English broadcaster with the zone. Uh, we started with that because uh, we 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 know a lot of people. billions speak Spanish, but we also know that the international business language is English, right. and because we've had a lot of people approaching to us and saying, hey. Guys, we love what you guys do, but we don't understand what you're saying.
0: So, <laughs> so what the
2: hell? Uh, yeah, you know, you're right. We are. We have an amazing product with a lot of action, and we're doing this with a lot of passion. But hey, hey we want to be up there. We want to be the number one. We want to be one of the, the best organizations or the best organization out there. Hey, we need to to speak the 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 the, the language of the the business language. And uh, that's why we started that uh, that deal with our good friends from the Zone, and now the English speakers can enjoy Combat Americas through the Zone. We are, um, as you know, and, and, and for those not knowing this, we we are with Univision. Though they are our Spanish uh, broadcasters. And uh, and we have other other networks in uh, in other places like Mexico where they the people could see us through TV Azteca, um, and, and we 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 are in Gold TV in Spain. We are the number the number one sport uh, the number one um, uh, sports TV show in in Spain, and uh, and we 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 people are already seeing us in Latin America. We're gonna go to to places like like Colombia, like Uruguay, uh, for for the next year in 2019 we're also talking about going to spain in 2019 so this country this company is, ex- is expanding already um we have everything in our favor we have the right people behind the project and the, the right fighters that are bringing excitement passion and action every single time we 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 have combat the americans events
0: absolutely man obviously there's uh there's plenty of new markets to break into but you mentioned the zone there And I think that is a wise move. That seems to be the future, right? People are kind of cutting the cord, getting away from cable. The best way to approach them is is through the internet, right?
2: Yes, exactly, exactly. And, you know, especially for uh, our main audience at the moment. Of course, course we want everybody, everybody enjoying Combat Americas. But, you know, we know that um, um, right now, uh, our number one market is the Latin market and, and, it, and, and the zone is offering uh, to all the, the, the Latino fans of sports combat the, of combat sports sorry of combat sports um, the opportunity to have Canelo and Combate through the zone. So if, you, if you're a boxing fan and you love Canelo and you like to watch Canelo, either if you want to watch him losing or winning, um, you get the zone, you get Canelo, you get Combate America. So so um, you, you have the opportunity to enjoy the best of the best when it comes of, uh, of, of mixed martial arts and, and boxing in Latin America through the zone.
0: Right, there's that's a no brainer there. Uh hey listen <clears throat> listen man, I know we're going a bit over time here. How how are you doing on time? Are you good? Oh we're good, man. No, don't worry about it. Okay, all right. I'm thinking just just a few more minutes here. I know uh in the beginning here i we we kinda went a little bit over, but I think it's good that everybody who's not familiar with you got to know you a little bit. Um but you guys have an event this weekend, correct? Yeah,
2: we are here in Fresno, California. We have uh, the the biggest be- the biggest event of the year for us uh, here in Combate Americas uh, the Copa Combate it's a, it's something amazing last year was fantastic my friend it was uh, the first Copa it was in Cancun Mexico and um, and this year we we have the second edition here in Fresno California eight fighters eight nationalities competing for a hundred thousand dollars and the privilege of being called the Combate the Copa Combate champion but this time we this for this one for this edition we added something even even uh, we, we we have we have the plus we the winner is going to take home the biggest trophy in sports spirit <laughs> it's, it's a six foot tall um, gold trophy beautiful trophy that the winner is going to be taking home
0: six feet tall.
2: Six feet tall, man. Like, like, heavy, wow. heavy, heavy as fuck. <laughs> the, 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 the,
0: the,
2: the question is, how, how the winner, you know, because you got, you have to, in order to become the champion, you have to fight three times in one night. So, um, now the question is, I hope, no, not the question, but uh, I, I want to see how the winner is going to, is going to lift that, um, that uh, big trophy over, over his head if he wins it. After three fights, that's, <laughs> uh, that's going to be another challenge for the for the champion. Not just those three fights that he has to fight in order to become the champion, but also to take that trophy home.
0: So it is a it is a Grand Prix tournament format.
2: Yes, yes, uh, you know, just like in the old days of uh, of the UFC, like they would they used to do it in Japan, and and you know we we uh, we were the first ones doing it last year, and I know a lot of companies are doing it um, uh, these days. But uh, this is gonna be our second edition. We have great fighters fighting tomorrow. Today we're gonna be having the the, the weigh-ins, the official weigh-ins at 5:30. But tomorrow is gonna be the 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 Copa event. And again, last year was phenomenal. This year we have better fighters. The company has a better structure. Uh, we're more experienced, and uh, I, I I'm pretty sure it's gonna be phenomenal.
0: I got to say that's something that I know personally and a lot of fans. They crave that old format of the Grand Prix. And, uh, I mean, Lord knows how much I missed it because it takes out so much of the politics and it makes the fight so much more compelling knowing that they're going to have to compete two more times after that initial opening round. Did you guys run into any trouble trying to get that sanctioned?
2: one well, uh, well, uh well, you know since day say number one we've been we've been like struggling with many things <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> when we, when we started uh when we started fight, not even the fighters wanted to come and fight for us because they didn't know who who we are they didn't know um uh, they didn't they they wanted to go to other organizations right. and we were like literally calling them like knocking on their doors, hey man, come please come on come and fight for us These days we we have the privilege to have a lot of fighters picking us instead of going and fighting for other organizations we um, um, we are um, creating opportunities creating role models for the for the for uh, for the future generations <coughs> and we uh, creating jobs and everything and and, and I, it, as you know it's not to promote mma or any 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 sport is not is not an easy task uh just just um, for this tournament just for this one in particular we lost two other the fighters one one of the fighters couldn't get his his uh, working visa we did everything in our power but it was just one of those where i guess uh, the, the immigration officer was in a bad mood that I, <laughs> and, he, and he said no and then, then the other one you know uh, injuries happen all the time in this sport because it's a it's a, 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 a really demanding sport and uh, and um, Gaston Reyno, the, the 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 fighter, representing hero, who I got hurt just two weeks ago, and we have to replace him, and we have to replace also replace the Spaniard the Spanish fighter. Um, but but you know we know we're gonna be having situations like this today, tomorrow, and, and a year from now, twenty years from now. But
0: of course, uh, but of these course.
2: days, with we, 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 these days, we have the the team, we have the right team behind the court, and to to help us relieve all of those situations and you know this beauty this sport is beautiful you always have fighters willing to take those fights we take care of them all the time and um, we are um, we are rewarding these fighters every time they come and they take fights like this with uh, with with, uh, with short notice, we're always giving them an extra bonus if they give us just just like they do uh, in in the biggest organization when it comes to MMA. You know they get bonuses for 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 fight of the night, for submission of the night, and uh, sometimes even uh, just uh, sometimes just because they gave us a fantastic fight, even though it was not the the, the fight of the night, even. Even if they didn't have the submission of the night, we, we rewarded them with, with, uh, with extra money because we, we want them to know that we, we really appreciate what they do for the company. And if, if, if we do well, they do well.
0: Absolutely, and that's so important for fighters to feel like they're taken care of and, and respected and appreciated. They go out there and put on better performances, which in turn helps everybody, the promotion included. But you mentioned something earlier about community outreach, and I just wanted to get back to that for a moment. Uh, like I said, with one championship, they're doing all kinds of stuff in every country that, that they, uh, that they have an event at. uh, you know, going out and helping the communities. Tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing to, to accomplish that same kind of a community outreach and how much of a benefit that is to the brand of Combates America.
2: Well, more than a benefit. I mean, it's just, you know, you, we, uh, we, we, we give him back, uh, because these days we are in, a, in in the position to do it because we have people, important people, trusting in our product. So they have invested their invested their invested their money on us because they know we're doing the right things to take the brand where it needs to be. And because now these days we have that extra money, <laughs> we can uh, we can um, uh, we can go and, and give a little bit. Uh, a little bit or a lot back to to society and in particularly in particularly through through the children i do a lot of stuff in mexico on my own and in and, and this and now combat americas is helping me to do it even more in mexico i have a charity association that helps um, children that lost their parents after the the earthquake that we have in mexico last year i started it um i started with a with nine children and um thanks to my good friend and boss Campbell my client and other and other important people in the company i'm um uh, i was i was um i was able to go from nine children to 25 we're closing the year with 25 kids we have secured their education till till the end of to to the end of 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 their um of their uh, of their career, if they want to go to college, those 25 kids are going to be able to do it, thanks to you know the work that we've been doing, and uh, we're also doing a lot of stuff working together with the Salvation Army. This is in Texas because that's the place where I live, and uh, and just this time, this time here in California, we decided to start going and doing uh, seminars for 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 the future. The future fighters of the sport, seminars and uh, motivation, going and giving motivational speeches with, with, uh, with some of our fighters, going to schools. Um, just now, uh, because today we have the weigh Um It was just me going to to Fresno, Fres, the, the Fresno University, and giving a motivational speech for, for more than than 50 students, and you know just. Giving them, telling them about my life experience and and how amazing it it was for me to come in to this country and and take the opportunities that this country has to offer, and we're gonna continue. We want to continue doing that every single time we're 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 presenting Combat Americas, everywhere we go.
0: I gotta tell you, man. Obviously, all of that all that stuff is is amazing work. But what you're doing with those kids involved in the earthquake that is beautiful, man thank you thank
2: you so much uh, i i actually started started it because uh because because i can do it number one and number two because i was there i was there when when that happened i was uh, i was doing uh, i was doing an interview in uh, in uh tv azteca one of the most important networks down there when the earthquake happened and uh, and i actually had my kids visiting their visiting my mom and dad with me and when when all of this happens so the i when when the when when the earthquake passed the first thing i the, the first thing that it crossed my mind was my children and then uh when i left the studio when i saw buildings houses like 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 completely destroyed I I I, 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 completely, I totally lost it I, I I was calling my mom and dad and um, of course because because of the earthquake all the all the cell phone signals all the telephone communication was down I couldn't I couldn't get a hold on my parents and I was just thinking the worst luckily for me I got to my parents house and everything was okay with them but I know many families many many children didn't have um, didn't have the same the same as me. No not many families were as lucky as I was. And that's when I decided to to start doing for those children. I approached to the Mexico City government. They have been, they also have been helping us to do to do this amazing amazing job, amazing task in helping these children and also many brands, many brands down there in Mexico like Under Armor and, and and other brands have they, they have been helping us to do this because it's not easy. It's not cheap. You spend a lot of money. Right. But uh but you know uh, when you see these children and you start thinking about them not having anyone else, and if you have the opportunity to do it because you are somebody, you and you can you can approach two important people that can help you to to take them to the place they need to be in life, and you don't do it. Well, you feel you you, you should be ashamed of yourself.
0: I couldn't I couldn't agree more, man. And it, and it sucks when you see those kind of things happen, and then you know, not the, the international community doesn't respond in the way that, that you would hope uh, to, you know, help out their neighbors and, you know, Mexico city is, n- is not too far, man. You know what I mean? We're, we're all people at the end of the day, we're all brothers and sisters. So you, you gotta, gotta look out for everybody. But it sounds like that was near and dear to your heart to say the least. Uh, but listen, l- let's keep it moving here. Changing gears. You announced a month ago that you'd like to return to mixed martial arts. Tell us about that decision, that announcement. What was the motivation for you there?
2: Uh, well, um, we we have already talked about uh, what, what Combate Americas is and, and my relationship, my friendship with my boss and friend, my client. He is a man who has been with me in the good times, bad times, worst times, and now again in the, in the great times. Um uh, some people know this; some other people don't. But I got I I I got divorced years ago, and uh, and the battle for for the custody of my children was brutal. It was brutal. Sometimes it's like that when you are somebody, when you work hard and you made a living and um, and, and you have stuff. There's always people wanting to take that from you.
0: Right. And, it gets um, ugly. Unfortunately,
2: it gets ugly. unfortunately, unfortunately, they were using my kids. Um, to, to to do that, to get that from me, and uh, the battle, it was brutal, you know, uh, but thank God, that thank God that's in the past, uh, I had my children with me, I had rough days, I had rough months, it was, um, it was almost, almost a year, uh, where I, where I was just, um, just in a, in a, not feeling well because right. my children are everything for me and uh, and not having them was, was was killing me and I had my friend my boss my, my the entire company behind me supporting me um, every single day checking on me every single day and uh, and when you get when you get a friend like that when you get a, a place like that taking care of you uh, you have you have a responsibility to pay loyalty with loyalty. Uh, and now, after all those days, after that nightmare, I started evaluating, and reevaluating my life, and I was, I was thinking about the the, the stuff I lost, the friends that stayed, the pre- the friends that that decided to leave, and and I said to myself, okay, how, how can I, I, I I give back to to all these amazing people that never turned their backs on me. And, um, looking at the place where the company is right now, where we can take this company, I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight for this company because if I do it, thinking about this, if uh, we, we, we are doing a lot of shows in Mexico, in my country, Mexico. And uh, we go and do shows for for 3,000, 4,000 people. But when I go and do pro wrestling shows in Mexico, or here in the States, but I'm saying Mexico because we have bigger shows in the indie circuit, the indie pro wrestling circuit in Mexico. I say, if I go there and I do a pro wrestling show, I draw 15,000, 18,000 people. Just three months ago, I draw 18,000 people in my hometown, San Luis Potosí. So I said to myself... If I go, if I dis, if I make a, a comeback, and I fight for 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 this company, for Combat Americas, I'm pretty sure we can draw those 18,000 people or or even more we can we can have a show we can have a show in arena ciudad de mexico for 25,000 people we can probably probably maybe make that up a, a pay-per-view and if it's not a pay-per-view we will have millions and millions watching it and uh, when you go from having a sh- having shows for 4,000 people to having a show for 25,000 people you know all the brands all the all the all all, all the sponsors are going to be watching they're going to want to see why that what why this company is 25,000 people, and there will be one. They they will they will want to invest money. They will want to be part of it, and then that's 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 the main reason why, I, why I'm doing it. I remember my dad. My dad has been my mentor, my 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 friend, my my dad, my friend, my mentor in life, not just in the business. But I'm, I remember my dad coming to me and saying, "Hey, uh, why are you are doing this? I just want to know if you're doing it for the right reasons." And I said. Yeah, you know, I'm doing it for the right reasons. I have something to prove. I have something to prove to myself. I have to. I have to prove. I want to prove myself. I don't have nothing to prove to anybody else because I. I've done everything um just these days with the internet with social media people they just want you to give them an explanation of stuff, so
0: everything. <laughs> but
2: i was not going to go out there on social media on twitter and tell people hey you know what well uh, guess, guess what i i just I, I cannot see my children i cannot even approach my children <laughs> and, uh, and and it's gonna be like that until god knows what and um the because I because I didn't do it I didn't want to do it like people didn't know what was going on right but um, but I and and that's why I that's why I told my dad I'm doing it for the right reasons I have something to prove to myself to prove that I'm completely back that those old, horrible days that nightmare is in the past and and that I'm I'm here ready for bigger and better things and 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 and, and, and also because by doing that I'm gonna I'm gonna be helping people uh, this company, to get to the place where where we want to where we want this company to be.
0: It sounds to me, honestly, man, it, it lends itself to the kind of character that you are. Not only is this a personal journey for you and something that you need to prove to yourself, but you're trying to give back to the people that had your back through the darkest times of your life. Yes,
2: definitely, definitely. Because, I mean we can talk for hours about how uh, how how horrible those days were right and, um, of course and for for people out there uh, having children and especially having children but but doing the sacrifice sacrifices that you have to do for your children when th- that uh, that's that's my favorite job in the world being a daddy i'm a i'm a i'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a single dad and uh, I enjoy every single day, or every single thing that I do with my children. And uh, th- uh, to me, uh, not having them, having them was was really difficult. And Camel, Camel was was always there. My my friend, my boss was uh, there every single week. All of them were just just always checking on me, seeing if they could help me, helping me. And uh, and man, it's so. Not everybody has the opportunity to have a friend like that, to work for a company like that that support you no matter what. Right. And uh, and I it, I that's why I said to myself, hey, you're gonna do this. And also, you know, uh, the money is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> <Campbell, Campbell laughs> through threw a really good amount of money on the table to 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 well, for me for this and you know also like um, i'm a big fan of the rocky movies and and i remember that scene when rocky is telling Polly, hey i need to you know get the beast out of the basement uh that's 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 how i feel you know like i feel like i have to get something out of me get that beast out of the basement and i you know started like going back i went back to the gym and i started just like, like kicking ass and and working hard every day and and then i, I said to myself hey you know hey uh, i think i can do this again and and well uh, hopefully we're going to be doing uh this and uh I, I think april next year uh, of course i'm being smart uh, I, I retired for 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 Pretty much 12, 13 years. I retired 13, 12, 13 years ago. So um, I don't, I don't want to rush into anything. So I'm doing it the right way. I started um, getting back and getting my stamina back, my cardio back. Right. And now we, we just, we ju- just last, week, just two weeks ago we started, like, like doing sparring little a little bit next year i'm gonna i'm gonna move i'm gonna go to to i'm gonna come here to california and train with uh i don't know i have a lot of friends in the business and um i I feel blessed because all of them are offering me their help they they want me to they what they want me to do my my training camp with them and i'm gonna be having a lot of people uh, good friends like gilbert melendez has offered me his help to, to train me for this so you know I'm, I'm doing my stuff in san antonio right now but next year in january i'm gonna be here in cali training busting my ass about kicking people's ass and getting my ass kicked every day to be ready for this <laughs> fight
0: so obviously there's a lot of outreach to help you there's plenty of opportunity for you to go train uh but you know this being your swan song your rocky story is this going to be a one and done deal or are you looking to make another run in this sport
2: well you know never say never uh, I mean, I just know. I just want to have that one fight to get that beast out of the basement, and also to to help this company to to get to the place where I want this company to be. But you know, that's that's why they say never say never, right? When I started right. in MMA, I uh, after the first fight, I was like, I remember being in the back waiting for my fight, and I said to myself, okay, I think this is this is gonna be it. I'll make this money. I'll, I'll use this money to, to I will invest this money somewhere, and and uh, that that that's gonna be it. And I ended up doing another ten fights.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> right,
2: right. so far, right now, right now, I just I'm saying I just, I just want to do one more fight uh, because, like I said, uh, like I said earlier. I'm doing it for the right reasons, and I think that's the way it's going to be, but again, I don't want to, never say never, right?
0: Right, right. Now, there's no conflict of interest uh, in being an an executive position for the company, competing for the company as well?
2: Well, no, 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 not really, because, you know, uh, the company is working with me on this, so in the moment I decide to go... um, i'm gonna i decide to go to or to come to california to do my training camp uh, I'm gonna step out of the way and let somebody do what I'm, what I've been doing with Combate
0: okay. uh,
2: for for three, four months. Yes, I mean we love, I love this company. I don't want to be uh, one of those guys saying, No, no, I want to do it. I want to fucking do it all. <laughs> I can do everything. No, I'm not one of those guys. Uh, somebody needs to take take my spot in, uh, in the organization while I'm while I'm training and, and being focused on what I'm planning on doing. And then, I mean, this is home for me. Uh, again, Campbell and I we we're, were friends. We we have supported each other uh, since day number one with this amazing uh, project. Now reality combat Americas, and uh, whenever I'm done fighting, uh, I will have my spot in the in the company in the office again.
0: <laughs> now you mentioned you're targeting April 2019. How are you guys approaching the matchmaking for this return? Is there anybody that you have in mind uh, at this point?
2: Uh well we we have many many names uh in our head and uh many possibilities it's definitely going to be a, a a big name i mean i'm not going to since since we're thinking about just one fight and that's it uh, it has to be someone that 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 has done something in the sport right um i just uh, if if I was thinking on uh, on having three, four, five, or to make a uh, um, to uh, to make many fights, yeah, I mean we will be throwing a lot of names out there. But we're trying to pick the right one, someone that will bring what we need. I'm not I'm not trying to find an, an easy opponent. That's for sure. That's if uh, for people thinking thinking or or, or questioning that uh, that's not is not gonna be like that. I'm gonna have a a, a good opponent, a great opponent, uh, someone that uh, that was champion or did something amazing in the sport because that's the way i want to go i don't want to just take a fight and and just because of my position in the company (laughs) hand pick (laughs) someone to just kick his ass in inside the inside the cage it's not gonna be like that we're doing it the right way and if he kicks my ass hey so be it we will still get it's a win i have been saying this since number since since we started uh, talking about this fight it's a win-win situation for the for the company um if, if I lose, we still get those 25,000 people coming to the arena to watch that that night. We will have those sponsors. We will have those networks paying money to, to have that. So the company wins no matter what. If I win, well... I mean it's just like that would be the cherry on top right for this company
0: absolutely I'm doing
2: it for myself I'm doing it for the money but I'm doing it I'm seeing I'm looking at the big picture where this company is going and and uh, this uh, we, we have an amazing product and uh, we, we can be doing this for many years from for, for, for many years from now.
0: Well, I got to tell you, man, not a lot of guys would, would put their neck on the line like you're doing for Combate Americas, and at 41 years of age, I got to commend you for even considering a comeback, but we've seen plenty of athletes make successful comebacks over the years, too many to name, and if they can do it, you can do it, right? Definitely,
2: definitely. I mean, that's exactly the set of mind that I have, and and again, I'm taking this, like, I have always I have always taken everything, everything's seriously. I'm a passionate man, and I, I... I I, I everything I do I do it because because I know I can do it and I, and I and i, I don't go halfway so I always go to the end and i've been I've been training like crazy if um, I mean uh, people that are familiar with 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 who Alberto Del Rio is they can see how my body has been changing in the past eight 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 weeks ten weeks uh since I started training for the fight and it's I'm I'm faster. I'm stronger. I'm not gonna be one of those bullshitters. Say no. Oh, I feel better than ever. Ah, fuck you. When you're forty, when you're 40 you don't feel twenty. Don't fucking. Don't give me that bullshit. <laughs> I mean, it's just ridiculous when people say that. No, no. I mean, of course. I mean, I've been. Um, I have. I have some aches on my in, in certain parts of my body. And then actually, what do I remember the first week after um, uh, after my first uh, week. Of training oh my god man everything hurt everything I was, I was hurting i was hurting everywhere even my hair even my hair was hurting <laughs> brother i mean but uh these days i feel really good and uh, i mean i'm gonna continue proving getting faster getting stronger and and i'm gonna and i'm gonna be ready i'm gonna be ready and uh, the opponent um we we haven't picked the opponent we have we have some some names good names but uh, we will let people know about this probably in january at the end of january
0: very good, very good. All right, listen, Alberto, man, I know we went way over time here, but it has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today, man. There's a bunch of old-school wrestling stuff I would have loved to cover with you, but hopefully we can get you back on the show one day and do just that. But in conclusion, tell all the fans out there what they can expect from you when you make this MMA return, and where can everybody stay up to date on Combate's America, and, of course, plug the uh, the Copa Combate coming, coming up this weekend on DAZN.
2: No, thank you, thank you, thank you for uh, supporting Combat Americas and, and to all the fans, the MMA fans out there. Just, just uh, wait and see because I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be making a big return. It's gonna be a fantastic fight. Uh, I have a lot of respect for everything I do, either pro wrestling or MMA. I have, I have nothing but respect for, for for both sports and uh and it's gonna be fantastic and and for for in in and also for all those fans. Continue watching Combate Americas. And if you haven't watched Combat Americas, do it. Because I haven't met one single person watching the show or, or going to one of our shows and not falling in love with it.
0: All right, awesome, man. I'm certainly looking forward to uh, to your eventual return coming up here in April. You've sold me on Combate Americas. I've only seen a couple events, but I'm going to make sure that I follow this one more closely for sure. Uh, anything you think we missed? Anything else you'd like to plug or promote? The floor is yours, man.
2: Uh, I think we're all covered, and you know, amigo. I mean, it was so. It was. It has been a pleasure for me. So, whenever, whenever you 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 feel like you you could give us another interview, uh, I mean, just just let us know, and I'll, I'll be happy to do it, man. Thank you for supporting us.
0: Uh, absolutely. Thanks again for the time today, man. Best of luck back getting back into the swing of training full time, and that eventual return to combat. We'll definitely be here to help you guys hype this thing up, and and all the future events. Have a great holiday as well.
2: Thank you, thank you, man. Thank you for supporting Combat. Take
0: care, buddy. All right, you too, bud. Later. As I said in the beginning of the show, Alberto certainly lived up to the hype. I look forward to having him on again. It really was an enjoyable conversation for me. I'd like to personally pick his brain on the heyday of pro wrestling. I was a big WCW guy. I loved the NWO during the Monday Night Wars. And given his background in competing in Japan... The Lucha Libre, being a huge star in Mexico, I could probably chat that guy up about the the heyday of pro wrestling for quite some time, but we'll save that for another day. Make sure you guys try to tune in for Combate Americas. The Copa Combate happened last weekend, very successful event. You should have seen the pictures of the trophy. It was enormous. So, get on board with them, watch some events, go to the website, and make sure you guys stay on the lookout for Alberto's return to action in the company, April 2019. But let's keep it rolling. BJPenn.com Radio, the fighter's voice, closing out this episode, one championship, lightweight king, the landslide, Edward Yang. All right, Penn Nation. Please welcome to the show current lightweight kingpin in one championship and one of the most exciting guys to watch in mixed martial arts right now. The man they call the landslide, Edward Fola Yang. Thanks for taking the time to join us today, Edward. How are you doing, man?
3: Uh, I'm good, you know. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to uh, be here. So uh, I'm excited.
0: Right, hey, us as well, man. It's always a pleasure to speak with uh, such a talented guy like yourself. You're calling us from the from the Philippines, correct? What time is it over there?
3: Uh, here in the Philippines, it's uh, already ten o'clock in the morning.
0: What's on the agenda for you today? I'd imagine you'll be headed to the gym at some point.
3: Uh, no, um, we will be having a video shoot for one championship, so uh, um, I still have a time for uh, to do some quick interview with you.
0: Awesome! Very good! Very good. So let's jump right into it, man. You're coming off uh, the decision victory over Amir Khan to recapture the vacant lightweight title at one Conquest the Champions back on November 23rd. First things first, man. How happy are you with your performance?
3: Uh, yeah, you know, uh, I've been able to implement my game plan well and uh, I've been able to, uh, what do you call this one? I've been able to uh, overcome the things that... Uh, Amir wants to do.
0: Now, Amir Khan is a tough guy, and as I mentioned, you were able to get the nod from the judges at the end of the fight. Did Amir do anything in there that surprised you at all?
3: Um, not that much, you know. Oh, I know that uh, uh, he will be going for the takedown and get my back, and uh, oh, I, I prepared well for that. And uh, it's a great thing I've been able to capitalize also on my striking skills.
0: Absolutely, some of the best striking in the entire promotion—that's for sure. Now, obviously, being a proud Filipino, it only makes the victory that much better. Being able to go out there and perform in front of all your fans in Manila, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, uh, it's such a great feeling to to perform well with uh, you know with uh, most uh, with uh, the people around you.
0: Absolutely, man! It was a great night for the Filipino fans as well. Yourself, Brandon Vera, uh, a couple others, all successful in your matchups. What is the experience, uh, you know, of being a superstar in the Philippines? What has that been like for you? I'd imagine it's very humbling for an athlete like yourself. Um,
3: <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> what can I say? Um, it's uh, always an honor uh, to be with. Uh, to to be uh, to be in the position or in I can be influence my countrymen in this sport you know um, the 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 honor is great but uh, I think it's just a token for doing the things that uh, you love to do and uh, representing the people that uh, uh, had uh, been there with you since day one.
0: Right, so for you, it's just a—it's a very proud experience. You're proud to be able to do this.
3: Yeah, of course, you know.
0: Right now, we all know how big of a, a star like a guy like Ang La has become in Myanmar. Have you reached that level level of popularity as well? or Are you able to walk down the street, or does everyone ask you for pictures and autographs now?
3: Oh uh, yeah, there's uh, there's a lot, but uh, you know, Ang La is uh, really a rock star in Myanmar. Uh, i wasn't able to witness it but uh you know uh, seeing it in the social media and uh, on a lot of coverage uh i think uh yeah uh I'm not on this level but uh i'm i'm grateful uh, a lot of uh, Filipino people are already uh noticing what we are doing in uh this uh, sport of uh, mixed martial arts.
0: Do you think you'll be able to reach that that same level at some point, or are you just happy to be where you're at right now?
3: Um, it'll be uh, it'll be an icing of the cake if I can be able to reach that. You know, uh, um, mixed martial arts is very huge now in the Philippines, and uh, it continued to grow. So I think uh, in the right time, uh, if I can perform. Uh, better and better, then I can be able
0: to reach that. Right, all a matter of time. All a matter of time. Now, yes. the, the title that you just reclaimed against Amir, it was vacated by Martin Nguyen following the injury Uh Martin had suffered. You and Martin obviously have some history, as as he had defeated you to win that title. Uh Is that the next fight for you, or, or is there another matchup that you have in mind in the interim?
3: Uh I think uh, he. He relinquished already the lightweight belt, and uh, he will be focusing now on the featherweight. So uh, uh, I don't know if uh, who will be the next one for me, but uh, but most probably, I think uh, it's uh, Shinya.
0: Oh, so you, you, you believe Shinya Aoki is, is the next uh, challenger for your title?
3: Yeah, yeah, I think so.
0: And, I mean, you already have a win over Shinya. Uh, I'd imagine you feel very comfortable going into another fight against him.
3: Um, I, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, it's, it's fine with me uh, because uh, Shinya also made his way to be back on the top contender level again. But uh, there will be a lightweight Grand Prix next year, so uh, I don't know what will be the... What will be the next arrangement for for the division?
0: Right, you know that was going to be my next question. There, there's a lot of excitement surrounding this this lightweight grand prix, the tournament that one championship announced. We'll be seeing newly signed Eddie Alvarez competing for a chance to challenge for that title as well. Uh, give your give us your thoughts on a potential matchup against Eddie. Uh,
3: yeah, you know, uh, it uh, will be a great uh, matchup, you know, uh. I I had uh, seen uh, Eddie Alvarez and I had uh, been able to follow him on uh, his fights and uh, he's a great martial artist, you know. Uh, he had been able to get the Bellator uh, lightweight championship and also the UFC championship. So uh, for him, he will be looking to get another shot for the uh, one one championship lightweight belt. So. I think uh, if given the chance, it, it will be a great matchup.
0: And that's a big opportunity for you, right? To compete against the guy that that has all of that experience and all of those fans coming over from the Western, uh, the Western markets. That's a big opportunity for you to get a win over a guy like that, right?
3: Yeah, of course, it's uh, uh, a good opportunity for me, and you know, it's uh, uh, a good experience for me to be facing uh, that kind of caliber.
0: Now I'm wondering, are you going to be competing in this Grand Prix as well?
3: Uh, I don't know. I don't know how 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 will be the arrangement with uh, with it because I'm the lightweight champion now. So uh, I will be just waiting for, uh, you know, a couple of months. I think or next year for uh, whatever uh, whatever arrangement that will be.
0: Because Right now, are you content? Are, are you cool with waiting around that long to, to fight again, or would you rather say fight Shinya Aoki in the meantime just to stay active?
3: Um, um, I I can I can I can I can fight with uh, Shinya, or I can wait. You know, uh, it depends on on how the division will go because uh, uh, I think it will be a busy year for. Or the lightweight division, so uh, I don't want to be stuck. Also, I as much as possible, I want to take. Uh, I want to take uh, the opportunity to uh, compete again.
0: Right, right. Now, when you look at the uh, the Grand Prix, do you think that Eddie Alvarez? Do you think he'll be the favorite to win? Uh,
3: um, most probably, you know. But uh, every every. Everyone in the division is uh, hungry, you know. Everyone in the division is, uh, uh, of course, right now they're all preparing for it. So uh, it will be, it will be a good opportunity for for everyone in the lightweight division.
0: Absolutely, and and if we know anything about the sport of mixed martial arts, is that anything can happen on any given night. So yeah,
3: yeah.
0: I agree with you 100% there.
3: Even in one second, you know? <laughs> right, right. Even in just one second, everything happens.
0: Yep. Now, one championship also recently signed uh, Sage Northcutt. Uh, while I'm not sure if he'll be involved in the Grand Prix or not, he's definitely a guy that, that you'll likely cross paths with at some point. What was your reaction to Sage joining the promotion? Yeah, uh, it's,
3: uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, we welcome on team in one championship. Uh, I don't know if what uh, division he will be competing. He, Either in lightweight or welterweight, but you know, uh, uh, he 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 had a good record and uh, his name is also huge. So I think uh, uh, it uh, added uh, more uh, excitement and spices on uh, on the division. If uh, in case he will be fighting in the lightweight division,
0: right now Eddie Demetrius Sage recently announced uh, Yoshihiro Akiyama one championship continues to bring over these big names and it, it's a very exciting time for all of you there we all know that Chatri is focused on martial arts and and telling the story behind all of you athletes and instead of the the promoting of trash talk and, and things of that nature that being said is this just the beginning for one championship taking over the mma world in your opinion
3: yeah i think uh, uh it just started you know um I think uh, there's uh, more uh, good news will, that will be uh, coming out these coming days. So uh, I'm excited with it. You know,
0: absolutely, it must feel really good to be a part of such a well-respected company and and to be along on this journey of global expansion. Do you feel like a win over some Western, uh, a win over some of these guys to you know get some of those Western fans, uh, you know, to, to follow you and follow your career? That that's that's incredibly beneficial to to a guy like yourself, right, to expand your horizons and and get some more fans worldwide, right?
3: Yeah, of course, you know. Uh, uh, that's that's uh, one of uh, the things we're looking into.
0: Right, absolutely, man. And, and I'm certainly looking forward to all the future has in store for you uh, and the promotion, again, with all this exciting news that, that keeps coming out. But uh, listen, Edward, you've been more than generous with your time. I just got a couple more questions here for you. Changing gears here for a moment, I saw that your team uh, visited the Filipino Senate a couple days ago. What was that like for you?
3: Uh, yeah, you know, it was such a great honor, Lord, to to be, you know, to be uh, to have a courtesy call with the Senate. And uh, they made a resolution con- giving us uh, uh, a congratulatory uh, for what we are doing in uh, the sport of mixed martial arts. So you know, um, it's such a great feeling to to be with our legislators who appreciate what we are doing in uh, in this world in this uh, world of uh, martial arts.
0: Right. And on top of that, I know that uh, one championship encourages you guys to do a lot of community outreach. I- I'm sure that that kind of goes hand in hand with with what you're doing there in the Senate. Obviously, uh, anybody involved in politics greatly appreciates what you're doing. Uh, for the community as well, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, of course. But uh, uh, yeah, uh, what uh, what we also want to give is the message that, uh, uh, especially to the youth, that uh, they can be able to be in uh, in the path where we are if, if uh, they keep uh, uh, working hard and uh, doing the right thing in. The respective uh, abilities that uh, was given to them
0: right absolutely you want to you want to show the the, the the young children that there's opportunity and and hard work will pay off eventually
3: yeah yeah of course That's the message that we want.
0: now um, could we see you potentially make your way into politics at some point I know Bra Vera has expressed interest in doing so is that something that might be on your plate in the future?
3: Yeah 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 uh right now I you know I I am not into politics right now
0: right um, <laughs> focused on Fortnite yeah, right I th-
3: yeah I think I can do more uh I can be more I can do more things on uh doing the things that I love rather than shifting into another career where where there's a lot of uh uh things that uh are going wrong
0: <laughs> right right well, I'm sure if you did, man, I'm, I'm sure you'd win your election by a landslide. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so for, for all the fans out there that, that support you and that are eager to see you back in competition, what can they expect from uh, the landslide in
3: 2019? Oh, uh, yeah, you know, uh, it will be another huge landslide uh, that will be coming out, you know. Uh, I, I really... Uh, want to improve uh, every every competition that i'll be going into so uh 2018 will be wrapping up for just uh, uh a couple of days so um 2019 will be more exciting
0: all right very good listen again i greatly appreciate you joining us today edward it was a pleasure speaking with you i hope we can catch up again soon Looking forward to all the future has in store for you, man. I truly believe that it is a bright future indeed. Before we let you go, though, anything you think we missed? Any shout-outs, any sponsor plugs? The floor is yours, my friend.
3: Uh, yeah, uh, I, I I, would like to thank you. Uh, thank uh, One Championship for uh, the opportunity to be a champion again. And, of course, my sponsors, my teammates, my family who... Uh, are there uh, since uh, I started this journey. Uh, thank you also for uh, this time to, to you know, to give uh, me the time to give all these shout-outs.
0: Absolutely, of course, man. Uh, again, I, I hope we can catch up again soon. Have a great day ac- across the globe, my friend, and, and and we'll chat again in the future. Uh, greatly appreciate the time, buddy.
3: All right, thank you so much. Thank you so
0: much. All right, have a good day, Edward.
3: Hey, uh, have a good day have a good night
0: there. Yeah, right. <laughs> Thanks, buddy.
3: <laughs> okay, okay.
0: Later. All right, folks, there you have it. The landslide himself, as most of the stars in one championship are, very humble guy, down to earth, a true martial artist in every sense of the word, and one hell of a competitor. It was just announced yesterday, I believe that One Championship has landed a American distribution deal for television with TNT. So for all you fans out there that haven't been wise enough to download the One Super app, coming to a television near you, you'll be able to see Edward Folloyang compete. And all of the other incredible talent that they have that they have recently signed, and will continue to sign, I have no doubt. But that's it for us, folks. Coming up on our next episode, BJPen.com Radio, episode 108, we'll be joined by Valentina Shevchenko, Colby Covington, and maybe a couple others. But until then, on behalf of the whole team at BJPen.com, thank you guys very much for tuning in. Make sure you guys follow us on social media, check out the website, set up alerts so you get the breaking news when it breaks, bjpenn.com the fighter's voice we have got you covered guys everything you crave from the sport you love of mixed martial arts you guys know what's up bjpenn.com so again i'm your host jay kinch signing off we'll catch you guys on the flip side peace out everybody